I guess we'll start off the podcast by saying uh, welcome MTV Cribs. Uh, it's my crib. <laughs> no, um, shout out to Kyler and Jay, the, the goats, uh, for letting us uh, crash the crib and um, use it for today's podcast with um, uh, the infamous uh, Food Coma Eats, Jesse. Yeah, what's up? What's going on, boys? Thanks for joining us, mate. Oh, Fuck. pleasure. So, uh, uh, you can. You nah, nah, you go, you go. <laughs> mate, I've, I've, been, I've been following this guy for, bro, like at least three, four years, like a while, man. And um, he's built it. up a huge following, like... You didn't have anywhere near this amount of followers a couple of years ago. Like no, you had no. good following. No, but I had pretty good following. I don't know, man. Just kind of you blink and then it's there. <laughs> so talk, like, let's start there, I guess. How did you end up growing your following to amass 352,000 Instagram followers? That's a good question. Um, Is it the socks? He's got yeah, odd socks on I've got odd socks and Is one's on purpose? beer and one's uh, Rick and Morty. Um, yeah, nice. <laughs> I think it's that eccentrism that really gets me around. No, um, yes, it is on purpose. But uh, man, I it, it, I could come up with some really colourful, fun way to explain it. But in reality, it's really just working with trends and understanding the Instagram algorithm and basically reverse engineering what the platform wants. Yeah. Um, the better you understand what the platform wants, the better that you can cater to that. Um, and the better you can create content to to try and um, bump yourself up. That being said, um, it's not always easy. Yeah, you know, you, you don't always know what the algorithm's doing. Um, it's changing all the time. Yeah, it's right? changing every few months. You know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, people's wants are changing. Like three years ago, big, big, over the top food challenge burgers were all the thing. You know, and yeah. um, now nowadays people just want to see like home cooking they want to see you know the real thing right in front of them exactly what they can do in their own home that's true it needs to be accessible you know so so what type of um content is hot at the moment not the actual uh what's presented but like for example real estate guys what should they be posting should it be reels pictures (laughs) like what's the um the secret there at the moment um oh man this is going to really hurt a lot of your feelings but um the the more effort that you put in doesn't necessarily always mean that you're going to get so more true. views on on a on a platform like Instagram. I, I'm not taking anything away from Facebook marketing. So you're I, telling me I spent all this money? <laughs> we spent all this money on this gear for absolutely nothing. No, because because what you guys are doing is very different. You, you know, you're providing this is like Spotify. This could go on YouTube. Mm. This can go. Um, you know, this is. On Facebook, you can add put add money behind it, you know. Mm. Um, but on a platform like Instagram and TikTok as well, mm. it's all a lot more memey nowadays. Like yeah. people just want to see real stuff. People want to see relatable things. You know, they want to see what's something that happens to you in your life that other real estate people could really understand or, or, or home buyers or, yeah. you know. What is a process in the real estate industry that is just so relatable that people, you know, just mm. they can't av- avoid getting involved in it. You know, like when, mm. when my wife and I were looking at a, a place, um, when we were talking to the real estate agent about our place getting valued for our mortgage, he was like, oh, bloody value. <laughs> the valuers, they just screw us over every time. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, if I could really boil it down to anything for for Instagram and TikTok, this is not for content creation in general. Mm. I think Instagram and TikTok 
pull it, pull back a little bit and don't try and oversell. Yeah. Just have fun, be yourselves, have a personality, um, create content that makes you feel happy and makes you laugh Mm. and makes you enjoy it. Mm. Look for trending sounds, obviously, like you kind of got to look into like trending sounds, like things on, on Instagram reels and TikTok that are just pumping at the moment. The music. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So like there was Chrissy wake up. That, that was a big one on TikTok recently. Um, you know, like. I don't uh, have TikTok. Strange, Stranger Things? No? Have you not seen Stranger Things? <laughs> have you watched it? Dude, who so. are you? <laughs> I swear I've heard of that show once. Uh, I saw it on this, this is, Netflix thing. This is hard. I'm oh, <laughs> so sorry. No, no, no. It's all good. I don't have TikTok either. Um, <laughs> no, TikTok is just a whole other thing. But, um, um, mate, it's crazy. Like With the TikTok side of things, I've only just started, but Jack's yeah. massive into it. Yeah. The, the, the stuff you do on the app gets way more views than the stuff that's pre- pre-filmed yes mm. yeah 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 you gotta film on app you yeah. gotta you gotta use their sounds you can't use your own tracks yeah man it's just every single social media platform has its own algorithm it's got its own way of producing things um and you really just yeah instagram tiktok's just fun how'd you learn that is it is it just from googling and youtube and stuff or are you doing um, courses i guess when you first start out it is a lot of google yeah. Um, but then you realize that every Google article says the same fucking thing. Yeah. Over and over and over and over. It's like, oh, just be yourself. To, oh, just create content that makes you happy. And like, you know, um, make sure it's well lit. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's like, it's like, okay, well, it's not really nitty gritty. Like, where's the nitty gritty in there? What what really matters when you're creating content on these platforms? And the only way that you ever do find out if you want to be the first person to find out mm. is to trial, trial and error, yeah. you know, um, I, when, when, and also guess, guess mm. what the platform wants. Like Instagram, for example, they brought out reels about three years ago. In mm. fact, probably three years ago to, to the month, it was August, 2019. I was immediately on reels. I was yeah, like, okay. okay, what do I need to do here mm. to create content that, um, suits that platform mm. and reels. And so I took what I was doing on TikTok funnily enough and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to change change that to Instagram reels. And then it just blew up, man. Yeah. Is that Is, when you, Sorry. Nah, you're here all right. Here you go, here you go. <laughs> Is that how you blew up the account with the reels? Um, it was one of the stages. I think mm. like my account goes through uh, like hibernation phases and then it goes through growth phases mm. and like that – just is a product of life you know mm. you, you can't always be growing mm. you know there's mm. points in life where things are just static and that's okay you just kind of need to reset where you're looking at so if i could really like if i were to say there was probably about four or five growth stages in my account the first growth stage was me doing the food coma like competitive eating stuff is crazy like people mm. loved it mm. photos it was mainly photo you know, photo-based stuff, just photos of my challenges. I wasn't really good at photography back then. I didn't Mm. understand how to do any of it. Mm. Um, And then the second growth stage was more just kind of dynamic video. So not not edited, just Mm. video that's on the spot of, you know, things like cheese paws and, you know, um, cutting burgers in half and showing the inside, stuff like that. You know, then the third growth stage was doing carousel posts, so oh, yeah, yeah. photo and video on carousel posts so you can tell a bit of a story there. And then the fourth growth growth phase was back to um, just video again. Mm. <laughs> and then, yeah, it, it, it just changes, man. And you can't really 
nut it down to a science, which is frustrating. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why I guess we're trying to crack now. Um, yeah. I guess like this, this is your job now yeah, and what yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Have you, I, I don't know what you were doing previous to that. Did you have a real, I know you've got this as a real job, but did you have a, a real job? I've never had a full-time job in my entire Fair life. Fair yeah. You're kidding. That being said, I've worked four or five jobs at a given point. Yeah. So, um, you know, straight out of high school, I was working like four jobs and I was living out of home. Yeah. I lived like a kilometre from my parents, so it wasn't that far. Yeah. Um, but that being said, like I, I, you know, made the decision to, uh, you know, go out there and live life. I lived with a couple of strangers and I was working, you know, four jobs at the time. I was at Revel Sport. I was a swim coach. I was oh, a wow. surf coach and I was um, a Chinese delivery boy. Wow. Yeah. So okay. like it's, you know, it's, but none of it was ever a full-time job. Yeah. So, so what drew you into this? What, how, how did this come about? Um, it all kind of started from the YouTube stuff. So I was, again, like I was out at living out of home, 20 or 21, 22 years old. And, um, I was doing intermittent fasting mm. for health reasons. I was like, oh, you know, mm. I'll, uh, I was really into the gym still am, but you know, I was doing, you know, eight hours of eating and 16 hours of fasting. So I ate bigger meals and then mm. I ended up eating bigger meals. And mm. then, you know, my mate was like, oh, have you ever heard of competitive eating? And. Then I, <laughs> and then it like, and then it's this, just this like whirlwind of, and this snowball effect. And so it, it took me about nine months before I went f- kind of full time. I gave everything else up. I was yep. like, I'm going to quit all my jobs and I'm going to have a fair crack at this. Yep. Fair crack at eating? Or yeah, fair crack, fair, at, fair crack at, 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 at that time I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. I was, Something I'm, to do with I'm, food. I'm going to ride this out. Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, whether it's me becoming a YouTube competitive eater mm. and I get my money through Google yeah. and, and through uh, collaborations with brands and, and them paying me to go into their restaurant. But eventually it turned into, well, I understand the Instagram platform well enough to tell people that I can grow their Instagrams. Uh, and that's where it all, that's kind of what became my full-time job. And it's definitely full-time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so you're doing that for other people. Yeah. 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 So my current job has nothing really, not heaps to do with my actual Instagram page. Yeah. Okay. My current job is to create content for restaurants around Sydney and help promote their business and come up with strategies for um, for their business through content creation and through Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, ad spends, um, stuff like that. And so that, that, that involves me spending time and, and now my staff spending time with people in their restaurant, creating content, doing well, so you got a team video. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, it's, it's a bit much to call them a team. There's two of them, you know, yeah. Yeah. um, and like, I'm looking to grow, but it's hard to find people well, it's hard for someone to love the business like you do, you know? Yeah. Um, and also it's a job that's hard to hire for. Like what yeah. do I hire? Do I hire someone who's doing a social media um, university course, which I'm pretty sure there's like maybe one, Yeah. you know, do I hire someone out of TAFE that's doing photography? Do I hire someone out of TAFE doing video- videography? Yeah, um, who do you go to? Yeah, exactly. Where do you, how do you hire for that? Just don't talk to Javon behind the camera. But <laughs> he's he's ours. Yeah, that's all right. I'm not a poacher. I don't poach. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and touching base on your competitive eating, yep. 
So you won two Guinness World Records? Yep. Talk yep. about that. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't even remember how the first one came about. I think it was, uh, it was a, a pastry shop, an Italian pastry shop. Yeah. They had a PR agency and the PR agency organised with Guinness World Records to do a cannoli eating competition between me and the, at the time the number one competitive eater in Australia, yeah. Isaac HD. Yeah, yeah. And um, this was back in 2018. We're really going... What, what weren't you in there, Kevin? <laughs> oh, mate. I, I, I eat a lot but I can't eat fast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you'd be good at the marathon events, maybe. Yeah, the marathon yeah, events, yeah. I'll kill you. There you go. Over an hour, you're smashing you. I'm no good after 10 minutes. <laughs> um, so he... <laughs> So we um we end up going on uh, Studio Ten for yeah. that. Oh so, wow! Yeah, wow. They, so they had it like it was nationally televised on Studio Ten, and um we sat down in front of this particular restaurant, so the pastry shops, mm. um, cannoli, and we did a uh, eat off to yeah. see who could eat the most cannoli in thirty seconds. Um, the rules were pretty. Uh, so Guinness World Records, very, very strict usually with yep. the rules. But the rules for this one weren't too bad, actually. I was quite surprised. They allowed us to drink water. They allowed us to – we didn't have to show our mouths to the um, to the uh, adjudicator. Yep. Um, and so we did this We did this eat off, right, and it was heated. 30 seconds of just like pure gluttony. <laughs> Two dudes just going at it, eating these like delicious – pastries but like and they're sharp too because it's like it's like a sticking in yeah, your mouth they, they, like, they, they, they crumble and they get in your mouth and <sighs> anyway and like it was a flurry and like after everything finished they were like oh okay so we, we've got the winner here and with eight cannoli and i was like holy crap i i <laughs> i consumed eight of these things it's got to be me they and then they said isaac hd and i was like <laughs> what? <Yeah. laughs> and this is live on this TV? This is live on television. Yeah, okay. This is live on television. So I was just like, I was absolutely shattered. I was like, I can't believe this. I, I, I feel like I ate the most. I feel like I, I at least ate eight of them. Yeah. At least. So I said, look, I don't want to cause a bit of a problem, but I, I, I'm pretty sure I ate eight of them so <laughs> so can we kind of review the footage oh uh, no and so they they reviewed the footage and um the poor adjudicator this guy from guinness world records oh, oh this guy he he just looks so uncomfortable oh no <laughs> so he comes over and he's he's like look um yeah we've made a mistake here oh. <laughs> Was that live as, as well? No, 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 oh, no, no, no not live. After. This is this is so we're off. We're off TV at this point, um, <laughs> and I hope I'm not ruining any relationships here. <laughs> but oh. um, basically, uh, he he had to he admitted to me that he got it wrong, and then um, I was like, well, okay, this just happened on national television. Is there any way for us to kind of reverse it live? <laughs> wow, because I was like, this is like. People, I'll say to people, oh, I've got this Guinness World Record and they'll be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well done, mate. You didn't actually get it. And I was like, no, I'm serious. So um, we, we spoke to the producers and they were like, oh, nah, sorry. Can't do that. So oh, no. I was pretty shattered and I put up a, I put up a, uh, a responding um, YouTube video 
uh, which mm-hmm. I was just like, hey, like this is actually what happened. Um, I feel so comfortable right now. Yeah, it, <laughs> it makes your skin tingle. Yeah, um, but then uh, the so second, how many did he eat? He ate seven. So oh, I beat him. You I him. beat him. Yeah, because I remember. I this is how I knew because I remember I had a like I had it laid out in front of me. I said, I'm going to eat two, drink water, eat two, drink water, and I went through four bouts of that. And I was like, I have, I definitely had eight. Mm. Um, Anyway, so as, a, as an apology, they said, oh, look, is there another record you want to go for? Wow. And I was like, cool. I mean, so I had a look and I, I found online that there was uh, the record for Jam Donuts Eaten in a Minute mm. was three. And I was like, what? Easy. Three? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to hit up Guinness World Records. <laughs> Just wait. <laughs> anyway, so I, um, I, I was like, all right, let's do that one. Um, and so then they put me again on live television the next week, not with old mate. Um, yeah. It was just me. Yeah. And I had to eat uh, six jam donuts, but they were very strict with this one. Yeah. Weren't allowed to drink water. Oh, wow. And I wasn't allowed to lick my lips. What? What? Which I feel really? like is, is really random. That's a rule. weird rule. I don't know. That's maybe rough. maybe That's in their mind rule. they're like, oh, if the sugar gets stuck on your lips, it's harder to eat. I, I don't know. Anyway, I doubled the record, which oh, was yes. cool. So I was like, did I, you practice did, before you did it? Yeah, I was practicing in like their like it's like their waiting room for the. Um, oh, so didn't even practice like days before? Just no, nah, just kind of on the spot. I wow. was. Was it the same judge? No. He, he was, he was gone. He's I don't fine. know if he's got a job. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, oh. From what I know with these guys, I don't think it's their full time job. I think it's just like a, it's Hobby. they get called up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. Wow. So wow. two world records. Yeah, huh? two world records. Um, pretty um, cool. And then you, uh, you so you're pretty into that, and then yep. um, you had a pretty bad accident. Oh yeah, you know about that. I don't know. Well, yeah, yeah we, we do our research. Okay. Oh, so, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He spoke so, to Nick. No, <laughs> on the Instagram actually. Oh really? Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess I was pretty open about it. Yeah. Well, let's let's be open about. It. Let's yeah, tell the listeners. Right. You, he he ended up in a pretty bad bad accident yeah, when he was pretty, pretty full time and um, yeah, run us through that too. <laughs> <laughs> you got some good stories. I've got some great stories. Now. <laughs> I've lived some life, eh? Um, yeah. So I was uh, 2019. Um, I was super into snowboarding. Loved it, obsessed with it. Just got a brand new board. Um, business was just starting to kick, uh, just starting to kick and I was kind of busy. Mm. Um, and uh, I was snowboarding now Mount P and uh, Mount Perisher for those. Mm. Yeah. Um, and this, so actually, we, we actually think I fractured it before this happened and then I, I had another kind of accident. So what happened was... I was coming down the mountain in Mount P on one run and I was going over a crest and there was a skier in front of me. And when you're going over these crests, it's pretty common knowledge. You don't stop really because like people can't see. If you're Mm. going over a crest, people can't see. You stop at the top of the crest, right? Mm. Anyway, he came down this crest and out of nowhere, so he was traveling to the right. I was following his line so that when he turns left, because they do the snake, they mm. go left, right, left, right. I was hoping that when he turns left, I could go around him and go right. Mm. But instead he turned right and stopped. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, like, like split second decision. I had like two meters of room oh, and no. I was I was probably going pretty fast. And so my, my initial, my initial... Uh, reaction like 
your first reaction is to actually to turn your board and stop. Yeah. But if I did that, that board is going straight into his ankles and he's going to have sawdust for ankles. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I said, okay, I was like, okay, the next best thing is to just fall forward. So I fell forward so that I kind of, my back kind of took out his legs. So instead of my board, which is quite hard, he, like my, my body mass kind of took out his legs and then we kind of tumbled for a bit. And I was like, oh, it's like, that kind of hurt. But I was like, oh, no, nah, all good. No worries. Like kind of like moved my shoulder around. I was like, oh, good, sweet. Yeah, you know, kind of had like bleeding arm, but I was like, yeah, whatever. So I went for another run down Mount P um, probably about an hour later. And I didn't really have heaps of pain in my shoulder, but I was like, oh, that's like a little bit tight. I thought mm. I'd just t- like pulled a muscle or something. And you were still doing it even if you thought you pulled a muscle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is so fine. Oh. Very much like whatever, right? And then – um coming down Mount P again and there was this kind of tight section. It was only probably about four or five metres <laughs> wide and um, <clears throat> there was a, a bunch of skiers in front oh, of me. skiers. We are, I hate them. Probably no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, there was probably about like eight or nine of them in front of me taking up the entire length of it, mm. um, of the sorry, width of it and I was like, oh, there's no way I can get around these guys. And from my last experience... I was like, okay, if I'm going to stop halfway down Mount P like that dude did, I'm going to look and check to make sure no one's behind me. Mm. And so I went to look and check and I like as I turned up, I didn't quite time my legs properly. Mm. And so the edge of my board caught the ground and I just went flying, like absolutely flying. And I was 100 kilos, so it wasn't like it was a small yeah. amount of mass. And so I, I landed right on the tip of my shoulder and it just it just yeah. shattered. Game over. Yeah. Really? yeah, it shattered. I had no idea either. I, I was sitting there afterwards. I was like, oh, man, it's really sore. And like like my mate was in front of me and I went to like move like that. And I was like, oh, that's – that's. oh, sorry, no, I went like this. And I was like, yeah, I think I can – I think I can move. It's all good. And then I, I went to move it forward and my whole arm spasmed. Oh. And like, I was like, oh no, this is actually pretty bad. Um, mm. This is pretty bad. So then I had to. Straight to the bar or. <sighs> I was in, I mean, I think I was in shock. Yeah. And so they called the paramedic dude up and he was like, oh, um, uh, do you reckon you can make it down the mountain? I was like, <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? No way. I'm, I was like, dude, like, I can't get up. I couldn't stand up. Oh, I was yeah. like, I can't wow. stand up because like, anytime I moved, my whole shoulder would just shoot pain. Yeah. Anyway, I went down to the um, went down to the uh, the the medical center. Mm. Sorry, got down the bottom. I said, do you have any Panadol? He said, nah. Sorry, can't help me. I was like, you guys had green whistles, so like that would would have been nice. End up getting in this truck. It takes us to the the um, the medical center, but it's on like it's not wheels. It's like tracks, so it's oh, like bouncing on the road. Oh and I'm no. like, oh, this is so painful. <laughs> Can we just stop? Oh no! We get to the medical center. They're like, oh, we think you've just done an AC joint. And I was like, okay, cool. That's that's all right. Um, do you have any painkillers? And they're like, oh, um, we might be able to get you some panadine for. And I was like, cool. <laughs> all right, that's a start. There we go. We got something, and they they gave me. They gave me panadine for, and I was like, "Yeah, it's not really scratching the sides. I'm, Didn't I'm do still anything. in a lot of pain." <laughs> yeah. And then um, my mate came in. And he was like, "Dude, your wa- your face was white." I was like, wow. "White in the face." Oh, oh no. Anyway, they took me in, and then they took a scan of my shoulder, and they're like, "Yeah, you've you've shattered your collarbone." Oh. 
Oh, and yeah, there was a there was a process. Then we we had to go all the way back to Sydney, six hour drive. You know, shoulder like with jumper underneath, holding it together. Um, had to sleep that night. Um, oh no! Why? And then we went to went to the doctor. They were like, "Go to the emergency." And I was like, "Oh yeah, probably a good idea." And then we went to emergency. The um, surgeon came over to me. He's like, "Look, you got two options. You can either not get surgery." Um, and it may take longer to heal, uh, but it will heal probably heal a bit better and, and you won't have to get the plate out or you can have surgery and it will heal quicker and um, but you'll have to get the plate out. Or you might you don't have to, but you can you you can yeah. choose to get the plate out. I was like, okay, he's like, let me just go have a look at your x-ray. <laughs> and he comes back, he's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I think you need surgery. I was like, oh, yeah, thanks for telling me that. She didn't even look at my bloody X-ray. Oh, um, no. yeah, so that was a that was an experience, and uh, the aftermath for that was pretty rough. You know, um, yeah. I had one day off work. Yeah. I was straight back into That's it. it. Couldn't drive. You're an um, animal. Yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> Jeez. I couldn't do that. I'm about to go to the snow on the 5th of September. It's oh. <laughs> <laughs> so a process. If you break anything, you have to drive six hours. There's yeah, nothing closer. Yeah, I think you can go to Jindy, but it's private. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so I, 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 didn't, yeah. Have, I didn't have health private. insurance. <laughs> I just had Medicare. <laughs> uh -oh. Some pleb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, here's a question for you. Like, yeah. You are you eat massive burgers and all this. Yeah. Is that what you actually eat? Yeah, yeah. That's what you eat every day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, most most of it. Yeah, and so, every day you have a burger. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, That's, without a doubt. How many days in a row do you reckon you've had a burger for? Uh, I mean, like I don't like chicken or beef. Like, like I guess when I've been, I've when I've been overseas or like when I was on my honeymoon with my with my wife, I had like maybe four burgers rather than like <laughs> rather than like one every day. I had one every like two days. But like, wow. you know. So uh, I, I don't understand how you look so ripped. <laughs> like how does that happen? <laughs> um, it's a, it's a, a ever-changing equation. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it is fasting for me. Mm. I find that very helpful. I don't eat breakfast. Mm. Um, so that reduces a lot of calories. Mm. Um, I train every day pretty much, like mm. six days a week, mm. four days weights, two days cardio. Um, I'm tall. Mm. That helps. Mm. Being tall helps. Like being <laughs> taller helps. It, it means that I, I naturally have to burn more calories to move my body. Um, uh, probably also the fact that I was able to put on quite a fair bit of muscle mass actually helps Mm. burn calories because mm. the larger mass you are as a human whether it's fat or muscle mm. you actually burn more calories mm. um so for me i just burn calories more efficiently because i'm smaller like 100 kilos of muscle versus 100 kilos of fat looks very different mm. but 100 kilos of muscle burns just as many calories as 100 kilos of fat yeah okay if that makes sense so um, how much I, you weigh now i'm about 96 97 yeah yeah yeah. So we, I just got the wrong genetics. So that's, well, that's the only thing. That's, um, it's nothing to do with my eating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, yeah. And, and like I understand nutrition very yeah. well. Um, I'm not, I don't have a degree in it, but I've, I spent a long time mm. trying to understand it. Yeah. Cool. So and your, your job's obviously very like odd hours. So like, what is it, what is a daily, uh, a day in the life of food coma eats look like? Like how, 
When do you actually get the train? When are you getting to the restaurants? <sighs> Could be. Man, I mean, it depends on the day. Um, so I'll give you two different typical days. Mm. So uh, a day where I start straight off the bat is, is like I'm, I wake up, get in the car, go. Mm. And then that's, that's my day. So usually I'll, it's usually when I'm traveling longer distances, like I've got clients in Kaima and Wollongong. Mm. Um, and so I'll literally get in the car, I'll drive for two hours, two and a half hours, and then get to the client. Um, usually I'll have maybe 45 minutes to an hour between the first client and the second client. I'll just get in the gym and I'll just go berserk for 45 minutes to an hour. And then I'll get to the second client and then drive home and then I've got to edit when I get home as well. So yeah. like it's, it's a, that's like a, you know, for me, that's like a, you know, it's a 13, 14 hour day when you've got, you know, when I'm mm. traveling that much <clears throat> typical day, probably I usually, it depends on uh, right now we've got uh, people doing uh, renovations above us. Mm. So I can't, it's been a struggle. Like I'm, yeah. I'm struggling to get up as early because I keep, I keep getting woken up or oh, really? I, I either, sorry, I either get woken up or I have really, a really shit morning. Mm. And so my mornings are so important to me. Um, you know, I find if I've got like drilling and shit going above me, I like to kind of like work my way into the days on the days that I'm not traveling as much. Like mm. I still travel probably three hours in the car that day, mm. but I'm not traveling six hours. Mm. And um, I like to wake up. I like to get on my phone and answer a couple of messages, a couple of emails. I like to have a coffee. I like to go down to the beach and watch the waves for a little bit, like 10, 20 minutes of watching the waves and, mm. um, you know, I'll, I'll probably answer a few emails again there or I'll, you know, maybe take a call or something like that. It's very zen. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's got to be. At that, yeah. For that, for this period of my business, that's what it's got to be mm. um, because I need creative, I need time for creativity. I need to let my brain think about ways to optimise my business or how to grow it or, um, you know, rather than just working, I need, mm. to, I need to leave space for growth and for... Um, Creativity, yeah. That's so smart. I need to start doing that. <laughs> and the Jackson just listens to the waves for a bit. <laughs> yeah, like seriously, I think it's underrated is giving yourself time to process and like yeah. time to time to let your brain kind of churn over. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> like I've um just start like obviously coming back from the meditation. I did a ten day meditate yeah. like 10 days, no talking. That's awesome. Like 12 and a half hours, you meditate straight, no phone, like full monk, right? It's a crazy cat. Anyways, <laughs> mate, it's fucking fatty. It's just nuts. But anyways, yeah. um, since I've been back, I've been doing at least an hour, trying to maintain yeah. an hour a day. And I find in that hour, 30 minutes in, like some of the thoughts that come are heaps creative. Yeah. And like you can yeah. problem solve or yeah. like, and then I'll hit Kevin up. Kevin, bro, I've got this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that is so valuable. What yeah. you're doing there is it's actually just as valuable as an hour of work. You know, that hour of – and it's not saying that hard work's not important. Mm. I, I think that there's periods of time where you just need a nut down and mm. you need to work your ass off. Mm. Um, you know, you just need to, you need to get in there. You need to get dirty. You need to put in the work and you need to make sure you're optimising every single part of your life and your business. Mm. And then there's periods of time where you need to just go, okay – 
Mm. Let's sit back. Let's let's reassess things. Where are we at? What like what what's the next step? Um, you know, and, and so then that way you're kind of pulling yourself out of it, and you're able to look at it from a big picture point of view, mm. um, rather than being head down one line down the road kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely not discounting hard work. Yeah, um, I love hard work. I yeah. think that like putting in the the work and. Um, yeah, putting your head down is so much fun and it's, and it's, it's rewarding and, it, and it's exciting, but it's not sustainable. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's not sustainable because you end up becoming singular minded and you don't end up allowing creativity in your workflow. So what do you, what, what would you recommend like booking out in your calendar, like an hour a week or an hour a day of just stillness? I'd say Something like, like even 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah, for me yeah. in the morning. Like I, I'm still doing work. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm like still, still answering, I'm still emails, answering yeah. emails. But like I'm sitting at the beach and I'm giving myself – this is like before I leave for work. I might leave for work at like 9, 9.30, whatever. Yeah. But like I'm I'm at the beach and like it's, it's even just 15 minutes to stop and have a conversation with a stranger at the beach. Yeah. Like I'll, I had a conversation with this uh, older lady – um, just, just, yeah, where, where I usually sit. Um, you know, she had a, she had a beautiful dog and like, it reminded me of my dog <laughs> and uh, like the, you know, not, not, not my wife and my dog, but my previous dog. And, mm. and I, I started talking to her and we, we, you know, we kind of, we started to get a bit of a gab on, Oh, where are you from? Oh, Terry Hills. I do real estate. I was like, no way. I used to live in Terry Hills. I grew up there. She's like, really? What's your last name? Freeman. Oh yeah. That rings a bell. And then like, you kind of just yeah. get end up with 15, 15, 20 minute long conversation with a complete stranger. Yeah. Yeah. And it was beautiful. I was like, mm. I walked out of there. I was like, oh, man, feel good, I feel huh? really, really, really like, I feel positive and mm. I feel happy. And I just had a conversation with a random person who I didn't wasn't there. I wasn't there to gain anything. Mm. I wasn't there to make a relationship, build a connection, network, anything like that. It was purely flow, flow. You know, person to person. I love that. Yeah, it's cool, mate. That's awesome. I got to. I'm actually quite curious with um the big picture stuff you, you yeah. mentioned. Um, to to see your perspective and how yep. you view your big picture being yep. in a different industry and sector yep. to what we are, what um what does big picture look like for you? It changes, <laughs> it changes every every month, man. Um, because I find out something new every month. Mm. Like for me, you know, uh, that when I went up to the snow in June, I didn't break a bone that time. <laughs> um, I I maintained structural integrity of my body. Um. And I was just hanging out with some mates and like we went up onto the mountain and, um, you know, Saturday night we had a bit of a, you know, we, we, we had a couple of beers, we're talking crap. I was like, oh, I had this really cool idea. What are you guys thinking? They're like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. And I was like, okay, cool. That's just like a couple of beers talk, you know. Mm. Then next morning I was like, it's actually a really good idea. Mm. And then I, I, and then the rest of that day, the whole of the the. Sunday morning, I was just sitting there churning. My brain was churning and I was like, this is getting better. This is, I love this idea. I can do this. I'll add this. I'll use this way to optimize that part of my mm-hmm. business. I'll, um, you know, I can get this person to supply this. And, and it just like, it flew and it was just like this waterfall and it just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so that was an idea that I, I want to do in the next year, but mm. right now I also have to be realistic about what's achievable in the next six months. Yep. I'm currently working on a book. 
Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so we're in the creative process now. So all the writing's done, um, all the recipes are finished, all the... A cookbook? Yeah, it's a cookbook. Yeah. For burgers? Yeah, yeah, yeah for burgers. Yeah, yeah. It's, an inst- nice. it's, it's like uh, nice. it's something, that the working title, it's something along the lines of, you know, 20 Instagrammable burgers that you just want to yeah. make. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, and... You know we're in the we're in the design phase of that now. So like they're putting together what 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 kind of material you're using for the book. Um, you know what kind of size do you want? All that crap. I'm also like I'm going to New York in October. Um, mm. You know, and and so I'm going to be meeting people there. I'm going to be doing like networking over there, trying to get on YouTube channels and and meeting up with influencers. So, you know, I, and then by the time I get back, it's my wife's birthday. Mm. Uh, it's, the, it's the anniversary of her mum passing and then it's like November. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, Christmas. well, you know, people, crazy. people are gearing up for, you know, Christmas stuff. So yeah. I'll get busy with work and I'll have to make sure that I'm available for clients. So then I have to kind of go, okay, well, I've got all these ideas, but I've got to be realistic about when I can um, yeah. um, apply them. Yeah. yeah. Wow. It's yeah. full on. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool though. Well, coming back to this stillness, I mean, is that maybe that's why I get the best ideas when I when I'm in the shower? Yeah, like that's when your creative creativity juices are flowing. Yes, yes. You've got nothing going on. <laughs> that's absolutely it. nothing. Just complete, like complete. Just just shower more. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you, yeah. with the rising cost of water. No, <laughs> um, I seriously though, like I sometimes I catch myself in the shower and I'm like. I've been here for 20 minutes. Give us it on the shower floor. <laughs> 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 oh, I can't because we've got a we've got like a little um we live in a shoebox apartment. Oh, this really? tiny man. Um and it's got a bathtub shower. Oh. And so and so it can sit in it. It. Oh, That'd be better oh, to sit in, bro. No? Not me. Nah. <laughs> no, you're too big. <laughs> it's like it's about this wide. So yeah. my hips barely fit it. Oh, so nice. it's, it's not comfortable. <laughs> and like if we if I was to sit it, like the tap would be sitting here. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. This is just uh, Yeah. But like I mean, if you've got all well, credit to you, if you can sit on the floor, yeah, do it. <laughs> give it a crack. But um uh, we've got we after this uh, podcast is well not when the podcast is done but towards the end we're gonna get up and um, Jesse's gonna show us how we make some mad uh, in and out wagyu burger with a with a wagyu twist burgers yeah yeah, yeah. if Love I was it. to what would be the method about eating it really quick I'm not because the meat's <laughs> too expensive for me to just eat that quick but if I was <laughs> if I was to be a competitive eater and smash it oh. what's the technique and does it differ we've got Jay Webby coming on in a few weeks oh love that bloke so um, may, I want to see what your strategy is and what he is and um, compare the pair I think he's got a very different strategy to me because he's a freak he's a freak um, eh? he's a freak he's, he's just he's just got he's got natural ability um, his jaws are massive. His, he, yeah, he's got mm, jaw muscles that are bigger than my arms. Uh, <laughs> he's got like he's got a massive mouth. He's he's got like he's just body. He's just made for it. And yeah. like I think that that's awesome. I had to work so hard when yeah. I was starting out as a competitive. Ed. I was doing, I was um, I'd get like a whole thing of um chewing gum like a whole packet and just and and just sit there and chew it and chew it and chew it and chew it and get like build up the jaw muscles wow and and you could feel like you know lactic acid right it's like this build up of shit in your muscles when you're doing an aerobic anaerobic Mm. um activity for an extended period of time i could feel lactic acid in my jaw muscles weird as anything um and you know i used to sit down and eat 
bowlfuls of vegetables, three or four kilos, eat watermelon, drink water. Um, But if I could boil it down to one thing for someone, if if it's like if they were to not do any of the actual legwork but just rock up and try and eat fast is Mm. try not to take too big a mouthful. Really? Okay. Yeah, it's probably the easiest way, the biggest thing I could explain because – basically you only want to take a bite of something as much as you can swallow because Mm. the most efficient way to eat is to bite and swallow at the same time. So you bite and then you swallow as you go to bite the next thing. Really? So you can bite and swallow at the same time. I used to do that all the time. You can like bite, swallow, bite, swallow, bite, swallow, and you get four or five bites into something before you finally need a drink of water. Do you still do the same technique now? I don't eat. Like that anymore. <laughs> you take your time when you're eating those Yeah, burgers. I love my food. And What's um, your favourite food? I can't. I can't for the life of me. <laughs> if you had to say something, top of the mind, what would oh, be first um, thing that comes It's your mind. last meal. You're about oh, to be executed. Geez. Just give me a big steak. A big, yeah, just a big tomahawk steak. or? Freaking huge. Two tomahawks. Give me two. <laughs> like, I'm dying, bro. Give me. <laughs> be nice to me at least. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Give me a, give me a dry age. Or if, if I was just going to have one meal, it would be a dry age ribeye. Yeah. Oh, like a yeah. maybe four or five week dry aged, you know, cooked cooked on the char grill first and then just, just douse <laughs> it in butter. Give it a baste. I'm getting Put hungry. some rosemary and thyme on it. Maybe even like create like a truffle jus or something. Oh, and then and then I don't often do it, and it's it's very unhealthy for you, but it is the most delicious thing you'll ever eat in your life. Talk to me, son. All right. So get um you get potatoes <laughs> yeah. and you boil them, then you smash them so that they opened up and all of that beautiful starch on the inside is exposed, mm. and it's like all fluffy and delicious. Yeah. Then you deep fry it. Yeah. And what happens is because you've got all that exposed starch there, it caramelizes and becomes crunchy and fluffy and delicious and it takes in more oil. Uh, <laughs> it's so unhealthy. <laughs> and then and then what you end up with is like it's this crunchy, fluffy, delicious, oily piece of potato. Yum. Yeah. It's better than fries, it's better than waffle fries, it's better than like like mashed potato. It's like a combination of the two. It's amazing. Oh. Maybe I have to wait, lose a few kilos before you do that one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not very healthy. No, it. Well, um, when it comes to content creation and yeah, um, yeah. being and being yeah. an influencer and yeah. all that stuff, how does someone get into that sort of field in any industry? What would be your tips and advice for that sort of stuff? Um, stop trying to stop trying to finesse it. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. Just do it. Just start. Like. Yeah worst thing that happens is someone's going to say, oh, that sucks. And you'd yeah. be like, okay, cool. No worries, bro. Like, yeah. yeah, you should see the comment section of some of the stuff I do. Yeah. And they're sometimes my most best performing posts. Like yeah. I did a Megarang burger. Or, oh, no, it wasn't Megarang. It was um, like Maggi noodle burger. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, that's disgusting. I was like, I don't care, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like uh, if I could give anyone advice, just mm. start and like learn to love it. Um. I struggle with that. Like, Mm. you know, it's my job. So Mm. it's sometimes hard to love it. But then Mm. you get these creative, these creative moments where you're like, oh, no, I actually really like this. This is cool. This is fun. And then, you know, and really look at, really look at what other people are doing and try and make it personal to you. Mm. They call it the remix model. 
Like mm. you take something that's proven and that's – because when you think about it, like humans have been around long enough that pretty much everything's been done, right? Mm. But not everything's been done that in a way, the way that's unique to you. Mm. Um, so, you know, really find your personality in your content um, and present that. I, I, and uh, full honesty, my, my personality is not necessarily in my content at the moment mm. because I'm so busy doing it for other people. Mm. But, you know, like I just filmed a video with my wife last mm. weekend and it's just someone just finished editing it for me. Mm. And that's that's me. That's yeah. my personality. That's me with my wife in my home cooking something that I love. Mm. And it may not do well at first, but people will be, people will smell that genuineness and go, yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's you. That's you in your element. That's you with your wife in your own home cooking what you love. <laughs> mm. I want to be a part of that. I want to be able to experience that with someone. Yeah, I like that. I out like of that. um, out of all the platforms, what's been the easiest and the hardest to crack? <sighs> um, TikTok, you can't make a science out of it. Mm. So, uh. TikTok, you can't sit there going, oh, well, this is how TikTok's done because mm. it's not. Yeah. It, it's it, it's so hit and miss. I've seen sh- stupid things go viral and I've seen some of the best content in the world do terrible. Yeah. Um, Instagram, it does, it takes a certain level of finesse, mm. um, but it, it also it has to just be a bit more pretty than everything else. Mm. Um, that's what Instagram is. It's it's just a little bit more pretty. It's a little bit more beautiful. Mm. Um I would say YouTube, it's not necessarily hard to crack, but you need to put in the work. It's one of those things that just takes time. Like Take, multiple reels just, a day? Well, yeah. uh, for like YouTube videos, like you just need to be able to put in the work and it takes a long time. Like to edit a video and film it can take 12 hours easily. Wow. Um, so I've got a good idea. I have to text Yeah, write, write it down, man. you got to take those I've gotta, moments. i got to text it to Javon. Um, yeah. Wow. What um, what's more important, the quality of the content or consistency? Or you can't really distinguish. I think production value on a platform like TikTok and Instagram not necessarily needed. Yeah, it can be a little bit, it can be a little bit edgy. It can be a little bit underproduced it can be a little bit normal mm. um it can be filmed on a phone mm. but something like youtube you need to really look at what you're trying to deliver like mm. you know is it an important message or are you mm. trying to give inspire people are you trying to give them something that's valuable are you teaching them something mm. um and then that takes mm. that's got to be engaging for a long period of time that's mm. got to be really clean cut mm. um Sorry, and I completely forgot most of the question. No, nah, it was I more just like quality versus uh, consistency. Consistency is probably, yeah, I'd say it's very important actually, yeah. You have to be able to put out consistent content and, and, and actually continue a consistent story. One a day or several posts a day? I would say at the moment with the algorithm, three to five a week is fine. Yeah. Um, it's fine as long as it's quality or like it's good, mm. not quality. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's, it's fun and, and yeah. it's funny and interesting. Is it overposting? Is yeah, that I would say so. Yeah. Like 
sometimes people be like, shut up, you flog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I, when I'm posting, I'm like, shut up, you yeah. flog. Yeah. <laughs> you said the same thing over and over. Yeah, you know, you've given them the same content over and over, mm. even though it's like kind of the same. Yeah. 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 So like, um, yeah. And like sometimes you just need to go into maintenance mode and that's all right. You know, yeah. you can't yeah. sit there, can't sit there going what's the next best thing every second of your life. Otherwise you're just going to get exhausted. Mm. You're going to get burnt out. Mm. Um, how, yeah. how have you maintained, um, you're obviously at a, a, a pretty successful stage at the moment. How have you maintained that level of consistency with the hard work, the creativity and everything involved? How do you keep that up? It's funny. I, 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 I think my, <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm necessarily inherently successful. Mm. I think I've, built a platform for success mm. i think there's still ways to go mm. and i think i've still got a lot to learn and i've still got a lot to grow mm. um i think i've got a lot of maturing to do if, from a business perspective you know mm. um i'm just an instagram influencer really like or mm. like i'm just an instant instagram content creator I'm good at what I do and I'm probably better than a lot of other people in Australia. No offense, sorry guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but like in reality, I understand the the content that people want to see and um, you know, and I'm a lot more bespoke mm. than a big agency. But uh, I've still got a ways to go, you know. I've still got things that I need to do that will make my business more mature. Mm. Um, but I would say a lot of my success or a lot of what I've grown has come off the back of legwork in the early years mm. um, and also reputation. I worked tirelessly um, to always show people that I was caring for them and their business and mm. um, to not uh, do things under the table, to keep things above board, to go the extra mile with people, to sit down with people and talk to them, to give people an extra bit of you know, 10 minutes here, 20, 20 minutes there to take the time to talk to people about their lives and, and what's going on with them, you know, mm. legwork, like giving people the time and and building that reputation and showing people that, um, you know, I'm not just, uh, you know, I'm not just a business, I'm a person. And mm. um, I think that that's... Coming real. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that that's slowly but surely coming back in droves you know yeah. i've got people who are contacting me that i spoke to three or four years ago i don't know mm. what i did but i must have stuck in their mind yeah. <laughs> for them to come back three or four years later and go hey man like what are you up to do you still do this yeah. you know yeah what do you what do you um do for the people where you'll go to their restaurant or have their yeah. food and it's just shit <laughs> what, what's that experience like? oh mate it's not my uh, it's not my skills it's your food shit <laughs> um it's that's a really hard one because you want to be positive for people um you don't want to leave a sour taste in people's mouths but yeah. i think it's important to be honest with people and so what i often do is i say hey look this was great mm. this part of your whatever you did was really good. However, personally, I would do these things differently. Um, And just being honest with them and just saying, look, like, and even when I'm posting about them and I'll often say, like, I'll I'll draw more towards the positives and then I'll maybe mention a couple of the negatives. I'll say, you know, like I post about someone 
the other day and I was like, look, like, you know, they're new on the block. So, like, that gives people mm. a bit of an idea that they've got, you know, they're still kind of finding their feet. And I said, you know, it's a really good product, but the meat was just a little bit too much fat in it. And, mm. you know. and Oh, no, is the wagyu you're going to be too meaty? Uh, too we'll fat. see. I'll work it out. I'll work it out. What, um, what do you say, Kev, when a property is either just shit or not going to oh. perform? <laughs> That's hard, man. <laughs> um, what do I say? Jay, what do you say? He just says it's shit. He's straight up. <laughs> he doesn't care. He lists himself too much to care. Uh, um, I don't know. I kind of dance around it. I kind of say, hey, look, like, you know, we can look at it two ways. One, we can, um, you know, invest some money and, and get it looking like yeah, um, that's a good way to good approach or, I like that. Or the other way is, um, you know, we leave it as is, but, um, you know, fit, like work on the minor things, get the presentation right. Yeah. But just know that um, the price that you're going to achieve is maybe a little bit lower than then instead yep. of if we invested the money. Yeah. So dancing yeah, I think that's a, good way, a to, good way to put it. Like at the end of the day, you're not there to make someone feel bad, but you're there to set expectations. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with setting expectations. Doesn't matter how good or bad their property and or burger and or whatever product is, there is nothing wrong with setting expectations and going, look at it yourself. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, like what are your expectations? And like Mm. you really do need to do that with people because otherwise they have this false sense of security, you know. And so, that sucks. It hurts. It hurts to do that to people. Mate, that is fatty as. Shut up. Did you get that for me today? Yeah, we got we mi- we minced it. No, we minced it. We got it as minced. Look at this. This yeah, is yeah. We we'll, we'll put it in the podcast. In this the video. is ridiculous. Yeah, so it's from Victor Churchill. That is the, the the butcher goes. The butcher goes, oh, uh, he goes, are you, are you sure? sure you want to <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, oh, do you have Wagyu mints? He's like, he no, we don't do mints. And he's like, you can do any any of those Wagyus. And I'm like, oh. What's uh, we'll do? We'll pick that one, and he's like, "Oh, are you sure?" I'm like, You're he goes, kidding me! Bro, I've never had anyone mince that before. He goes, "Like that's going to be really expensive," and I'm like, "It's okay. We're just going to use Daniel's card." <laughs> <laughs> that's cooked, bro. That's like, is he going to taste good? I fucking hope so. I want. I'm going to have to treat this burger with so much care. Bro, is I, 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 this oh. is almost this is actually giving me anxiety oh, <laughs> i feel like i have to do this justice i can't cook this on a flat grill i've got to cook it on the char on the bar. <laughs> uh, yeah because otherwise you're just going to end up with a like a bird like bird don't bird. get me wrong like I fat up. is good did i no, fuck no, up? no no you didn't you didn't mess up <laughs> he just didn't, he's just dancing around he's, yeah <laughs> like, setting expectations oh, God. Um, no 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 you you, <clears throat> you picked a beautiful piece of meat <laughs> Um, we, I just, I'm going to have to treat that thing with absolute care. Is it going to taste good? I will make sure okay. it tastes pretty good. It, it, the thing is, He's the thing with, with, with that much fat, it's going to be juicy and it's going to be delicious, yeah, but it may, bobber. it may reduce down quite a few bits. So like what okay. your, your patty that you have will be re- reduced down quite a lot in size oh, when okay. you cook it because the fat's rendering out. If we cook it on the flat top, you're going to end up cooking it because it would, which is a good thing. You've got like all this beautiful intramuscular fat there. Mm. This is not fat that's coming, the hard fat, which is on the outside. Intramuscular fat has a very different makeup and it yeah. just, just for the listeners, more. it's uh, B, BMS 9 plus. 
So it's Wagyu, Wagyu. Wagyu 9 plus. I don't know what yeah, that Marble means, score. but I saw Marble B- score. Yeah, there you Marble go. Marble score, that yeah. That, that is a beautiful piece of meat. That is the highest marble score you can get in Australia unless you go Kobe beef. Yeah. And then Kobe is just another Triple. level. Triple, yeah, quadruple yeah. price. Kobe is just stupid. Yeah. Um, That's all Jay yeah. eats. Yeah. <laughs> like seriously, you got to, yeah, it's, it's worth a lot of money. Um, so I'm going to have to, I think I'm going to have to rip char it grill that. And have you made a burger with that meat before? No, never. Okay, never. So you're First really you're testing me here today. Let's this is go. good. I like it. Maybe we can make let's some go. content while we, like while we do it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Let's. Um, we got a couple of cameras. We can work something out. Yeah, I think we should um show the people what what, what we're working with. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, we'll this uh, is gonna be. Uh, we should almost call this is Sydney's most expensive burger because <laughs> I think <laughs> it, it could potentially be Sydney's most me- expensive burger. Wow. Let's um, do it. Like. So be next how time? much how much was it per ki- per kilo? Uh, three hundred. Three hundred dollars per kilo, yeah. right? If you've got a two hundred gram patty, <laughs> <laughs> shrinks to a hundred. Seriously, so wait, hold on. Three hundred dollars a kilo, and you've got like half a kilo is one hundred and fifty dollars. Then two hundred hundred grams is yeah, jeez. We got like so it's a forty five dollar no a thirty dollar patty. Yeah, really? No, well, I think I, my math is I right. No, I don't know. No, you're gonna get ten. Bur- oh, I can't. Well, my head's not. It can't working. be ten. $60. It can't be ten burgers. No, sixty. Sixty dollars for the patty. For the patty. If you're doing a two hundred gram patty, yeah. Yeah. Well, we got we got one point three kilos worth to cook a few, <sighs> few burgers. So let's go. Okay. Are we are we doing? I'm actually this? pretty hungry yeah, right now. Doing it let's sure. do it. All right, let's do it. All right, Killer. Let's get into Thanks, it. lads. Bye. Thank you, guys. Oh Ew. wait, PS. All the agents out there, remember to use us to do your photography, so we can pay in. for these. And also, yeah. again, shout out Kyler and Jay, your legends, guys. Uh, actually, I, I will add to that. Um, when you're looking for like high quality content on um, for for real estate, mm. it has to be. Freaking perfect. Yeah, that's so why we got Javon. That's why, don't listen to me about Instagram and, and TikTok when it comes to real estate. Mm. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Very different. Especially oh, really? for Facebook, yeah. You need it to be mint. Mint as. Yeah, so. Legend. Um, very different. Thanks for the advice. Killer. Thank <laughs> you. Love it. Thank Ciao. you, boys.